Okay, hello and welcome to the second part of our final episode of the season, the IMDb part two, well the IMDb top 250 part two, shall I say. Um, we're going to swing right into it because obviously this wasn't meant to be a two-parter, but obviously I didn't uh, anticipate how long it was going to take to get through 250 films between five people. Um, so... I'd like to welcome back straight away my guests from last week, which is Andrew, Emma, Susie and Andy. Thank you all for coming back one week later. Um, and we are just going to go straight into it because we have got a lot of films to get through. And I'm pretty sure we've all seen most of these. So uh, going to be good talking points. So <clears throat> ready to roll. So last week we uh, we finished on 125, which was Die Hard. Uh, we obviously had a bit of a conversation about whether it's a Christmas film or not, but we didn't really discuss what I would consider to be one of the key uh, highlights of the film, which is Alan Rickman. Uh, Emma, any feedback on Die Hard? D you know, do you like it? Did did you like Bruce Willis? Did you like Alan Rickman? Talk to me about your thoughts. Oh, I, I loved it. I love Bruce Willis in it. I love Alan Rickman in it. It's one of my favourite films to watch at Christmas, but I will be watching it tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> uh, exciting. Yeah, and I, to be fair, I love watching it throughout the year. I think it's entertaining, it's got everything you want, and Alan Rickman in it is superb. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Uh, okay, right, moving on to the first official film of this week so far. 124 in the IMDb Top 250 is LA Confidential. This is sitting on a rating of 8.2, made in 1997. Andy, have you seen LA Confidential, and if so, what do you think? I have. Um, it's a very good film. A good performance from Russell Crowe and Guy Pearce especially. Yes. Like a modern-day film noir. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it was probably made with that intent as well, wasn't it? Um, I know, yeah. I know, he's a bit of a taboo subject these days, but again, another Kevin Spacey film that I have to say I think he was fantastic in. Um, you know, but combined with again R Russell Crowe and uh, and Guy Pearce, good solid film. Isn't that the one yes, that yeah. Danny DeVito's in it as well? Oh, now you're asking. You're getting a bit I'm, technical. There, I'm me, sure he is. I'm, I'm sure he plays a reporter or something, but he was very good in it either way. Um, yes, he's in it. Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. Uh, right. Oh, <laughs> what? Say it again. Well done. Oh right. Okay. I, I, I never remembered it. Yeah, it's amazing what you remember. Um, okay, 123 Heat. Now, this is an interesting one because Heat has just celebrated its uh, 25th anniversary. Uh, I personally love this film. It is the first film that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino starred in together where they actually have scenes together um, Michael Mann film has Val Kilmer in it which is a big plus for me who here has actually seen it yes oh okay okay Andy again talk to me about Heat what do you think uh, very good film again um, the only downside is it's got Natalie Portman in it but you know she's only young I don't remember her in it at all it's a bit like Danny DeVito I just don't remember um yeah, well, a bit of a spoiler for me. Fair enough. That's that's fair. Um, um, I, yeah, I, Tom, Tom Sizemore is quite good in it as well. Ah, uh, yes. What's Tom Sizemore doing these days? Nothing. Yes, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a very good film, and to anyone who hasn't seen it, would highly recommend. Okay, yeah, 122. I actually can safely say I really like this film, um, but I'm going to pass over to Andrew. It's Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. 
um, 8.2, Andrew in 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 non-Andrew form, you know, in a, <laughs> in, a couple, in a couple of sentences only. Talk to me about why you like this film and where does it rank in your top indie films? This is my favourite indie film. And I love it because at the time of watching this, uh, it's got Bond in it. No, there you go. There you go. The non-Andrew way, it's got Bond in it as well. It, as well. Um, and it's great. Great. Oh, wow. Well done, Andrew. Yeah, well, round of applause for Andrew for doing something <laughs> in two sentences or less. It was <laughs> I, such a struggle. Such a struggle. I, you know what? I could hear that struggle. I really could. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have to agree with you. Uh, I'm not a massive Indiana Jones fan, but I, I, I do think it is a great film. And I think the thing that makes it great is Sean Connery. So uh, mm. may he rest in peace. Um, okay, 121, Up. Susie, do you like Up? Yes, I do. I like Up very much. Um, again, it's a film that often comes along um, around Christmas, Easter. It's, it's shown throughout the year on Sky, but you don't tend to see it as much as others. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. Love the premise, but it's also very sad as well, mm. which is unusual for a Pixar Disney film. Mm, yeah I guess so this is one of those films that I literally thought the first 10 minutes was good and the rest of it couldn't have annoyed me anymore I think I spoke about this on a previous podcast uh, it has a child as its central character there's a reason not to watch it straight away so um, <laughs> but yes no I, 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 I can appreciate why people see it as uh, as a good Pixar film um, 120 to kill a mockingbird. Uh, I have never seen this, so I can't, um, shamefully, I can't comment on it. But does anybody else here has anybody seen to kill a mockingbird? And if so, what do they think? Yep, we've watched it. Yes, we've watched it. Okay, yeah. Very, yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's, um, again, it's a film that we've only watched fairly recently, even though it was made in 1962. Is it James Stewart? Um, Gregory Peck. Oh, Gregory Peck, right, okay. Yeah, Gregory Peck, and he's a solicitor, and he defends um, a black chap who's been accused of um, um, attacking a young white female. Right, yeah. Yeah, and rape her. He didn't do it, and it's around that, and also um, centres around his daughter as well. Um, So it's a very good film, and certainly a good one to watch on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Lovely. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I want to interrupt this now, but I think it's quite poignant that I'll mention it. Um, I've just read that uh, Jeremy Bullock, the guy that played the original Boba Fett, has passed away. Um, oh. Yeah, that's very sad. Very sad. It's not one of those things that I could just read and brush over. It's Considering we're going to obviously be talking about Star Wars in this episode mm. at some point, I thought it was poignant to mention that. So, oh, that's very sad, especially just after David Prowse as well. Um, mm-hmm. oh, anyway, sorry about that, but there you go. Um, okay, thank you for that with uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, 119, Double Indemnity. Has anyone seen this? No. No? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, I have. Um, it's it's good, <laughs> basically. Um, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where it's kind of a bit of a murder mystery almost. Uh, if I recall about it, the main guy is an insurance salesman, uh, and he lets himself get seduced, and it all just goes tits up. 
but good film good film um if that's your kind of thing okay uh 118 a film called the mm. Ap- the apartment 100 100 1960 um starring jack lemon and shirley MacLaine. anyone no, 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 it's it's currently doing the rounds on Sky. Yep. I've seen bits and bobs of it, but I've, I've not watched it all the way through. No, fair enough. Fair play. No worries. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, 117, uh, for a few dollars more. This is a Sergio Leone film with Clint Eastwood. Um, spaghetti Western, I guess. <laughs> That's the only way to just... Any, anybody here actually seen it? Because I, I haven't. I have no. seen this. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Was this Clint Eastwood film? I have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thoughts, Andrew? Oh yeah, this is the third, second of the Sergio Leone. Um, there was a few more dollars in there for a few dollars more. Uh, really good. Uh, I do like the good, the bad, and the ugly more though. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. More than fair. Um, okay. Moving on, uh, 116, a more recent film, 2010, a film called Incendies. Uh, this is directed by Denis Villeneuve, who did um, Blade Runner 2049, and I believe is doing oh. the, the remake of Dune, uh, which will be out next year. Uh, however, I've never heard of the film. <laughs> Anybody else here heard of it at all? No. No, okay, I am curious. Uh, twins journey to the Middle East to discover their family history and fulfil their mother's last wishes. Okay. I feel like that's a film I should have seen, though. Um, okay, moving on. 115. Uh, probably one of the oldest films in the list. Metropolis, 1927. Has anyone ever seen Metropolis? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. What do you think of it? I think it's really good. I, I, I think it's... Obviously, it's of its time. You have to expect that. You know, it's um, going to be a film made in its 20s. It looks like a film made in the 20s. But the story itself um, is really interesting. And it's certainly, I would say, although the film is of its time, the story is certainly um, a way ahead of its time. Um, so it's very futuristic, very 1984 kind of feel about it. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Oh, again, might have to check it out. Um, okay. Thank you for that. Uh, moving on. Uh, 114, 2011. A film called A Separation. Um, it looks like a potential. I could be wrong. I don't want to say this and be wrong. I don't. It's got. Uh, it looks like it's maybe potentially a Bollywood film. I think it might be. And if it's not, I apologise. But. I don't know. I'm guessing no one here's seen it. Okay, moving no. on. Uh, oh, what a film. Uh, 113, 1973, The Sting. Paul Newman, Robert Redford. Uh, Andy, have you seen this film? I have, yes, once, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good film. It's a good film. I, I, I Robert yeah. Redford and Paul Newman. You can't really go far wrong with that. You can't. So. You can't at all. I watched it quite recently, actually. I really enjoyed it. Has anybody else here seen it at all? Um, I've seen clips of it. Okay. 
And this is the movie where you said that Robert Redford it looks, looks like, like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad, Brad Pitt, yeah. He does. He does. He does. I don't care what anyone says. I said it to someone recently, and they looked they looked at me like I was stupid. And I just thought, no, he definitely in the right in the right angles in this film. Um, I should say more. Brad Pitt resembles Robert Redford, but you you know you, you get you get, definitely get a Brad Pitt vibe from him. So, um, but a Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, not Brad Pitt in like. Friends, friends, yeah, or, or oceans, or anything like that. So, um, okay, hundred and twelve. Uh, oh, I never pronounce this right, so I'm just going to say Emily. Emily, <laughs> um, Emily, Emily. I think you're correct. In okay, that. Yeah. wow, there you go. Emily. 2001, the famous poster of the uh, French girl with the dark hair on the green background wearing the red dress, and I've never seen it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> no. no. Okay. No. Hundred and eleven, a film called Come and See, nineteen eighty-five. Mm. No. No. Hundred and ten, two thousand and ten, Toy Story three. Mm. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, it's funny because I was about to ask you what you thought of it. So uh, no, uh, no. So Susie, tell me, what do you think of Toy Story three? Um, well, I love all the Toy Stories. Um, I'm not going to go into which one in which order because I don't really know, to be honest. No, that's fair. I love, I love this one because we've got Barbie and Ken. Oh, of course. Um, oh, and yeah. we've also got the introduction of other characters in the um, the, the play group. Yep. So you've got the, the good side and the bad side. Yep. And you've got, obviously, the strawberry-smelling Lots Lotso. Miss is it Lotso yep. and you've got Big Baby and you've just got some really lovely characters that have really sad backstories which make makes the film and of course you've got the ending which oh. I'm not going to say any more about but I know that it was um, there was a few tears shed on when we saw that at the cinema yeah yeah it, it, I have to say it choked me up but not as much as mm. 4 4 really broke me Four, four was, in, you know, we won't go into it because it's not on the list, I don't think, but four I thought was more devastating than three uh, because I think that was because I knew it was the end, though. With three, it kind of like was like, yeah, they could go more. Uh, Emma, any thoughts on Toy Story 3? I wasn't a massive fan of it, if I'm honest. That's fair. Uh, I, compared to the first two, I thought it was a bit of a letdown. I can understand why you'd think that. I mean, my favourite is Toy Story 2, with just a, a mile more than any of the others. I love the first one, but two just made me giggle. Um, okay, so, I think uh, it's... I'm oh, sorry. I think it's because uh, with two, two's my favourite, but I think that's because it's one of the first films I saw in cinema. You see, funny you should say that. Toy Story itself was the first full film I ever remember seeing in the cinema, and I, I have vivid memories of it. I must have only been four or five, and I can remember the, watching the whole thing. In particular, the scene that always stood out to me, even to this day, is when Buzz falls to the ground when he tries to fly and his arm comes off, and it just has that oh, yeah. slowly, slow bird's-eye shot of him zooming out to reveal he's lost his arm, and I'm, I'm sat there as a four-year-old going, oh, my God! Um... <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I I I can I can appreciate that. Um, okay, right. We'll move on then. Uh, One hundred nine. Lawrence of Arabia. Andrew, have you seen Lawrence of Arabia? I haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia. I feel quite ashamed to say that. No, um, that's, that's fair enough. That's it. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, Andy, Susie. No, never appealed to me. 
No. Oh, wow. I, I, we mentioned this last week. There's a few real classic films out there that you've really got to find a lot of time to sit down and watch, and I think this is probably one of them. Absolutely. Emma, have you seen it? I think I have. I'm not going to be 100% certain. Do you know when you're sitting around your grandparents at Christmas <laughs> yeah. and mm. the TV's on? I think it, I feel it's one of them. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I have seen this and I actually rewatched it quite recently. Um, much like what Susie was saying, it's doing the rounds on Sky at the moment. Um, so I, I have watched it uh, recently, admittedly, over two or three viewings. Uh, but... Um, I'm a big fan of Peter O'Toole and Alec Guinness, so it's a, it's always a watch for me. Um, I think slight slight controversial story, quite controversial film as well for reasons that I won't go into, as most people here haven't watched it. But mm. um, definitely worth a watch, and I can understand why a lot of people don't like the film, but I can also understand why a lot of people do. So if you've seen Lawrence of Arabia, listeners, uh, I'd like to know your thoughts. Anyway, moving swiftly on. 108, Taxi Driver. Uh, Andy, you must have seen this. Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that as a yes. Uh, what, what do you think of Taxi Driver? Um, great performance by De Niro. A bit of a slow film, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, deals with mental illness, which is, you know, a thing at the moment. That, and it's not really done that well, I don't think. No, okay, that's fair. Uh, I've never seen it, so can't can't um, can't comment. I'm afraid. But uh, has anybody else here seen Taxi Driver? No. Okay, right. There we go. Wow. Okay, we're going to jump to uh, 106 because it goes off the back of 108 quite nicely. Uh, Scarface. Now, I watched Scarface for the first time recently. Uh, I'm ashamed to say, but at least I've watched it now, and I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I am a big, big Al Pacino fan, um, more so than I think. I think you kind of always have your which one do you prefer, Al Pacino or Robert De Niro, and they always get compared. I would pick Al Pacino any day of the week. I just think he has more versatility about him, and I think he clearly shows that in this film. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like I can't have too much of an opinion because I'm late to the party on, on seeing it. But Andrew, uh, Andrew or Emma, uh, are either of you two seen Scarface? I have seen Scarface I and I want to buy the house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Emma? I don't think I've watched it fully. I think, do you know when you, I, I go to think, yeah, I'm going to watch it, and then something happens. No, that's but I know, it's doing, I know it's doing its rounds on Sky as well. It is. It, that's why I saw it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, Susie, Andy, quick thoughts on, on Scarface, just because it's so iconic? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's a great film. Great film. It I've is. never seen it. Ah, oh, okay, fair enough. All right, well, I'll tell you what, then, on that note, Susie, we'll start <laughs> with the next film with you, 105, Snatch. <laughs> now, considering... Do you it, like dogs? <laughs> do you like dogs? <laughs> I want a caravan. Nice. Get, get, I want a caravan, <laughs> periwinkle blue. Um, so... <laughs> Susie, it was you. It was you that introduced me to Snatch. Um, obviously, uh, so uh, tell tell me why you like Snatch so much. Well, because it came along after Lockstock, um, so you kind of knew what you was getting, um, and I think that I think that Guy Ritchie's genres generally are all very good, and I think 
everybody will have a favourite and I think that possibly this is mine and um, obviously you've got Brad Pitt doing what some people might say is a strange Irish accent I don't think it's too bad I don't think it is Um, either Vinnie Jones is fantastic Um, I'm not a massive Jason Statham fan um, but he still plays a very good part and so yeah and I I just and I just like the way it's done I have to say the relationship between um, Jason Statham and uh, Stephen is it Stephen Graham is that his name yeah. yeah, Stephen Graham. I think it's fantastic in the film. Um, and I and a bit of trivia here. Um, Guy Ritchie originally wanted Brad Pitt to be English, but Brad Pitt couldn't confidently pull off a British accent, so they redeveloped his entire character to make him, as the film calls him, a pikey. Uh, mm. So that was done as a result. They wanted to make him a British gentleman, uh, and it didn't happen. So <laughs> there you go. Brad Pitt can't do a British accent, apparently. Uh, even though I think he tries in Meet Joe Black. And I put emphasis on tries. Um, <laughs> anyway, anybody else here want to give a quick opinion on Snatch? I love it. I love it. <laughs> what was that, Andy? Everything's been shaped. So it was oh, I thought you said you hadn't seen it then. I was about to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, obviously, I think most people would agree it's one of Guy Ritchie's best films. But for me, I prefer The Man From U.N.C.L.E. Uh, But that's just because that sums me up in a nutshell. Anyway, 104, Clockwork Orange. Never seen it. Don't know if I ever want to see it. Um, I've heard nothing but strange feedback and advice on it uh, and reviews on it. Um, uh, Who's seen it? No, and I... do you know what? For the same reasons that you've just stated, it's never appealed to me because I just think it's a bit out there. Yeah. Andrew? It's a very strange movie. If you want strange, watch it. If you don't, uh, you're not missing much. Okay, fair enough. No worries. Um, all right, moving on. 103, North by Northwest. I absolutely love this film, so I am happy to give many an opinion on it. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, anybody else um, anybody else have an opinion on it? It was obviously Alfred Hitchcock, Cary Grant. Oh, it didn't get any better than that. Um, anybody else seen North by Northwest? No. 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 Get out, all of you. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, if you, uh, No, honestly, my advice would be watch it. It is a cracking film that I honestly can say... When I first watched it, I thought it was more modern than what it is because oh, wow. it's done so very well. Um, yeah, no, that's all I can say. Okay, 102. Um, I think maybe one of the highest uh, Charlie Chaplin films on the list and my personal favourite, I am alluded to this in the previous podcast, uh, The Kid, 1921. I absolutely love this film. And if you've not seen it, I think it should be absolutely one of the very films you go and watch right now. It's not very long, uh, but it's heartwarming. It has four members of cast, and that is literally like, you know, the the, the kid, um, Charlie Chaplin, who I think is a tramp in it, if I recall, uh, and like... I think either is it a police officer or a, a man and a woman or there's, something. There's a man um, and a woman, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and it just oh, it's so funny and heartwarming, and it just fills you with warm feelings. And yeah, has anybody else here seen it at all? I did. I have seen it, but it was a very long time. 
Fair enough. Um, I won't. I won't. I won't press you for an opinion then. <laughs> no, I, I did watch it live before no. anyone says I went to the cinema. To watch. <laughs> well, that, that would happy happy hundredth birthday, like you know, coming yeah. up there. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, One hundred and one, singing in the rain. Debbie Reynolds. Anyone? Yes. Okay. Thoughts. Brilliant. Um, again, it's the sort of film that comes around at Christmas. I know a lot of people like musicals, modern day musicals. I'm a bigger fan of this era of musicals, um, and this would be one of my one of my favourites. Um, to the, the tracks that they have in the having it are so um, familiar to everybody. You've grown up with them, you know, and so a lot of the time Absolutely. you don't realise they come from that film. No, that's that's more than fair. Yeah, I completely get that. Uh, anybody else have anything to add for this one? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on then. Uh, okay, we're getting into the top hundred now, so let's see how quickly we can get through these. <laughs> uh, I think again, one of the most recent, uh, maybe literally one of the most recent uh, films on the list so far is 1917. Sam Mendes uh, came out last year. Currently sat on 8.2. I haven't seen it yet, but I have heard very good things about it. Uh, has anybody here seen it? Yes. Oh, have you? What did you think? Great film. Really? So, obviously, in the last episode, um, Emma was talking about, um, you know, war films being, you know... <sighs> good ones, proper good ones, being far and few between, or sorry, few and far between in more recent years since Saving Private Ryan. Do you feel this one's up there, Andy? Yeah, it's just, it's just behind Saving Private Ryan, because it's the same sort of premise. There's two people trying to get somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> in the film, behind enemy lines and that. And it, it, it is very good. It's tense. Um, you know, there's a lot of drama in it. There is. It's, it's very good. Mm. Nice. Um, and is it true that there is a shot in it where it's like one massive long shot? Uh, it probably is, yeah. Where, yeah. where they're going through the trenches. And that. Yes, yeah. I think that was exactly it. There's a shot where they're going through the trench and it just goes on because they just kind yeah. of filmed as much of it in one shot as possible. Nice. I will definitely add it to the list to watch. Um, I am a big Sam Mendes fan, to be fair, so I'm, I'm disappointed in myself for not seeing it yet. Okay, uh, we're going to jump to 98. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Anyone? Yes, so this was on the TV the other day, and it's interesting. It's good. It's, it's a war film. I liked it. Okay. Uh, do you want to tell us anything about it? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when, 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 when I when I said cut to cut it down, Andrew, I didn't mean like you had to cut it down that much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Stanley Kubrick movie, um, and you have people like Adam Baldwin and 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 people like that in it, and it, basically it follows um, some U.S. Marines that get deployed out into Vietnam. Uh, but just the training uh, bit in the beginning of the movie is so... That's where you get the show me your war face quote from that ah, movie. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Uh, that was good. See, that's good. I like that, Andrew. Is that good? <laughs> that's that great. Good? That yeah. was great. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, okay, we'll move on. Um, we're going to jump up to... Oh, my goodness. One of my all-time favourite films is coming up. Uh, but we'll before that, <laughs> 96... Citizen Kane, 1941. Anyone seen Citizen Kane other than me? No. No. I haven't. 
Um, no, I need to see it, it is I'm, a I'm, I'm excuse my French fucking weird film. I don't like it, and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> uh, but that's just me. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, no, no, that's, it's probably a bit harsh. It's just odd, and I just don't. I don't. It's not that I don't get it. I just I didn't enjoy it, and it's an Orson Welles uh, film, and he doesn't just he's not he, he doesn't just direct it. He's in it as well, and I don't know. I've never been a big fan of Orson Welles, and I think this film sums up why. But that's again, that's just me being particular. Um, but yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, Ninety five. This film, right, listeners. This film is in my top. 10 films of all time in fact it's in my top i think top five films of all time i would need to consult the list but um 95 the hunt came out in 2012 starring mads mickelson um i don't know what to tell you about this film it it scarred me on many levels um but it was so raw so emotionally disturbing but not for wait. You, you know, I'm saying these words, and you're probably going, "God, what is this film about?" It's it is a disturbing film. Don't get me wrong, but in such an innocent way, um, and I think Mads Mikkelsen gives his career greatest performance with it, uh, and it is one of the. This film is the reason why I think he is one of the greatest actors of our generation. Um, it's part. It's ninety percent in Danish. There are some English uh, moments in it. But it is uh, filmed in Denmark, uh, which is obviously where Mads is from, uh, and it is uh, in Danish, and it is just, it's beautiful in a really weird way. Um, and if anybody else has seen it, I hope I hope you can understand what I mean by that, those comments. Has anyone else in this podcast seen this film? No. 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 I, hope, I hope you would give it a go. Um, it's... it's I don't want to say anything about it, but in a, in a nutshell, um, small village, everyone knows everyone. Mads Mikkelsen works at a nursery and uh, his best friend's daughter goes there. And very long story short, because she's only young and she doesn't know what she's saying, she makes an unfortunate accusation against him, which is completely untrue. But because the poor kid doesn't know what she's saying the whole town turns against him. And it's this guy who has everything and loses it all overnight because, unfortunately, in, in small rural towns where everyone trusts everyone, and it can go all tits up very quickly and it portrays that whole kind of trust level. And I, unfortunately, made the mistake of watching this film a week before I was due to start a job at a nursery. <laughs> um <laughs> So I went in absolutely shitting myself. Uh, <laughs> but no, honestly, um, it, it's such, it's, yeah, it's beautiful in a weird way. Um, but it's, it, it's honestly, it got nominated for Best Foreign Picture uh, at the Oscars in 2012. And it should have won. It really should have won. Um, but yeah, honestly, you guys and anyone listening, The Hunt, if there's one film on this list, I recommend you to watch above any other. It's this. Anyway, 94, Eternal Sunshine and a Spotless Mind. Who's seen it? I have. Um, Andrew? I didn't like it. I'm sorry to the people that do like it, but I didn't like it. It's um, it's weird. It's, it's a very weird movie. Um, and I felt myself, I, when I finished it, going, 
Uh, oh, uh, okay. Sure. So that's my take on it. Okay, fair enough. And I will watch it at some point, uh, but maybe not as quickly as what I was intending to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take in mind my comments. Yes, yeah. I shall. I shall. Okay, uh, next on the list is... Uh, let's go up. I'm going to skip a few now. Uh, go 90. Number 90. 2001 A Space Odyssey. If I recall, this is a Stanley Kubrick film. Um, I've not seen it. Who has? No. No. Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird Guys. and overly long. <laughs> okay. It is long. It is long. Yeah. There's okay. obviously the one bit of trivia that I, I know of this is it has the biggest time jump in uh, cinematic history. You're talking about the scene at the beginning where it, or the scene at some point where it goes through from the apes right through to like the something. Space age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, you're right, that's it. And it is near the beginning, yeah, and it goes from the apes to 2001. Nice. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, right, here we go. Now we're talking my language. 89, <laughs> another entry in my top 10 films of all time. Um, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, this is my all-time favourite Tarantino film. It beats Pulp Fiction. It beats Django Unchained. It beats Inglorious Bastards. It is just such a clever film with a good cast around a subject that we don't actually see pretty much all set in one room. I mean, it sounds bonkers, but it works in the most fantastic way. Uh, Andy, I know you've seen this. Talk to me about Reservoir Dogs. Do you like it? Yes, like it very much. Tim Roth. Harvey Keitel, great, you know, and obviously it's got the iconic taking off the year scene. So, oh yes, yeah, stuck in the middle with you. Um, yes, I think, I think, I think for me, my favourite scene is where Tim Roth's telling the story about him uh, being in the toilet in the bar with the two police officers and the dog, um, because you know he's bullshitting the whole scene. Yeah. Uh, but he does it with such conviction. It's great. I think. I think it's certainly one of the films that made me really take Tim Roth seriously. Uh, anybody else want to chime in with anything about Reservoir Dogs just because it's so iconic? Um, yeah, I was going to say it's one of the best examples of an indie film, really. Oh, isn't absolutely. It? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, okay, right. Uh, let's move on. 88 Goodwill Hunting, the film that won Robin Williams his Oscar. Um, Andrew. I love it. It's a beautiful, wonderful movie. Have you, yet, have you seen it? Now I have, yeah, yeah. No, I saw it a few years uh, ago. Oh, thank God! I, I couldn't remember if this was one of the Robin Williams movies that you hadn't seen, because. Um, but no, I love it. I love it so much. Good. Okay, uh, Susie, have you seen it? No. Oh, you should. Um, okay, right. Uh, let's move on. Let's have a look. Oh, I see something. Number 86. Now, this is a bit too low on the list, in my opinion, but Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Um, Susie, uh, you know, my introduction to Star Wars was via you. Do you think, do you think this is the right place for this on the list? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I think that the first three, as in the first three that came out, um, Star Wars films, so you know, from the beginning of the New Hope, 
they should all be in the top 50 easily. Um, they're iconic and I know that there are still some people out there that haven't seen any Star Wars films. I personally wouldn't recommend them to watch this one first, yeah. not because it's not in order, but because it's probably, the out of the first three, it's probably in my mind the worst. I would have to agree with you there. Um, yeah, it definitely has its iconic moments, but it is definitely the weaker of the original trilogy. Uh, Emma, thoughts on Return of the Jedi? I love, to be fair, I love it. I love all Star Wars. I'll happily sit there on a Sunday and binge watch all of them. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew, thoughts on Return of the Jedi? It's Star Wars. I love it. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Okay. And Andy, thoughts on Return of the Jedi? No, everything's been said. It's a good film. Yeah, okay. Uh, 85, Inglorious Bastards. Um, yeah, me too. This is a uh, easily top three. Um, no, top two, actually. Uh, Tarantino for me. Uh, first of all is Reservoir Dogs, and then Inglorious, uh, which is shocking considering they're the wrong way around on the list for me. Uh, but only just, so I'll let it go. Um, I think this film is fucking fantastic. It's clever, and it's funny and it's stylish and oh it's got tarantino written all over it um emma you're not so much of a fan of this film are you no i ended up turning it off which was a surprise but yeah i turned it off i really just could not get into it at all no that's fair it's not for everyone um susie andy have you used to watch this and if so do you like it Nine, nine, nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 is that all right? Okay, is that you quoting it, or is that you saying that you've not seen it? <laughs> yeah, we've seen it. We've, we've seen, seen good it more than once. Yeah, it's a good film. Good. Yes, yeah, very good. Good. I'm glad. Okay, Andrew, quick thoughts on Inglorious. I love it. It's Tarantino. It's beautiful. It's masterpiece. Nice. Okay, we're going to jump up now to 81, Toy Story. Uh, you know what? No, we're not. We're going to move on because we've already spoke about Toy Story. Uh, okay, 78, Braveheart. Um, well, here's a film. Um, who wants to talk about Braveheart? <laughs> I love like you film. should. We all do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, right. Here's how we're going to do this film. You've got literally <laughs> 10 words to sum up Braveheart. Susie. <laughs> Atmospheric, Scottish, bad accents, but absolutely adore the music. Oh, very good. Music was done by James Horner. Um, and yes, absolutely love the soundtrack for this. Uh, Andrew. You may take our wives, but you'll never take our freedom! <laughs> and you did it in <laughs> ten words. Well done. <laughs> um, Andy. The trouble with Scotland is it's full of Scots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, yep, yeah, very classic quote from uh, was it Longshanks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Emma, thoughts on Braveheart? Um, I love this film, but when I watched it the first time when I was younger, I didn't realise it was based on a, a actual person. So when he died at the end, I was like, "What?" I was really disappointed. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I can honestly say I've watched this film with a few people over the years, and every time it gets to the bit, if they've not seen it before, every time it gets to the bit where he obviously he dies, people are like, "What? Hang on, what?" I feel like exactly. <laughs> it's a bit of a shock. Bit of a shock. Um, okay, yeah, no, it's a good. It is a good film. Uh, I, I, but you know what? I prefer it more from Mel Gibson as a director than I do an actor. Uh, but he's still nonetheless very good in it. Um, okay, seventy-seven. American Beauty. Has anyone seen it? No. Kevin, Kevin Spacey film, very weird. Probably wouldn't recommend it, but you know, if you've got nothing else to watch, give it a go. Seventy-six, probably one of my favourite Pixar films, and it's one of its most recent ones. Coco. My God, this film made me cry. Uh, I I love all things to do with Day of the Dead, um, and and obviously you know Mexican culture. Uh, but this this film was special on so many levels. Who has seen Coco? Love yes. it. <laughs> okay, Emma, talk to me about Coco. I'm very similar. I like the whole Day of the Dead thing. I just love it. I love the music. Yeah. It's beautiful. Susie? It is beautiful. Yeah, it's a really nice story and probably going slightly off course for Pixar, which is nice. I agree. It felt very refreshing. For, for if you know what Pixar had done up until then. Um, okay. Uh, 75, Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah, I feel a bit, I feel, yeah, yeah, I don't know what I have to say about this because mm. I feel like it's a difficult one to stick it in the top 100 or top 250 when I think this might be the first Marvel film so far, yet it is chronologically the most recent one. Uh, so, what do, what do people think on Avengers Endgame? I feel like it's... Oh, everyone at the same time. Okay, this is good. Okay, so hang on. We're going to start with Andrew, then Emma, then Susie. I felt like there was there's a bit of oversaturation with the whole Marvel stuff. So, yeah, you're right. To put the last film in here, it, it has no substance without all the other movies. There we go. Thank you. You know what? And I couldn't agree with that more. Okay, Emma. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Again, I feel like it was a good ending for what it was, but there were, I thought there were some flaws in it. Okay, no worries. And Susie. Yeah, I, I agree with what's been said. It was just a little bit rushed. It was as if they knew this was going to be the last one and they just needed to try and finish all the sort of, you know, um, tie all the ends up, and I don't think they did it successfully. No, nice. Okay, Andy, do you want to have anything to add since we've gone around everyone? <laughs> Nothing more to add. Okay. Uh, right. Let's jump up. I'm going to skip that. I'm going to skip that. We're going to go to 71. We're going to go to The Dark Knight Rises. The first, no, the second, sorry, on the list for the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Um, uh, yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Obviously, Tom Hardy as Bane. I thought it was very good. Um, can't say I enjoyed Anna Hathaway's Catwoman very much, if I'm honest, because nothing, in my opinion, can beat Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, but at least mm. she was better than Halle Berry. Um, <laughs> but that's not difficult to achieve. I think Andrew could do a better job than Halle Berry in a cat suit. I mean, wow, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's an audience for that, but... <laughs> um... Uh, who knows? Netflix are making films out of anything these days. Perhaps there's an idea there. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay. Uh, on that note, Andrew, Dark Knight Hello. Rises, what do you think? I like it. I really do like it. But again, out of the tr- of the trilogy, it's not my favourite. But it's a close second. Okay, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, Andy, any thoughts on Dark Knight Rises? Couldn't understand the word that Tom already said. Uh, <laughs> I, I prefer the first film anyway, so... Okay, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right, Andrew, I'm going to let you talk about this one uh, in a couple of sentences because I know you actually really enjoy mm. this film. So, number 70 on the list is Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Over to you. This is a beautiful movie. It's a comedy. It has... Uh, hang on when it loads up. But yeah, Peter Sellers. It's directed by uh, Stanley Kubrick. Um, okay. It's got the classic scene where he's riding the bomb down, going yee-haw with the cowboy hat. And there's a funny line where they're fighting in the war room and someone turns around to him and says, you can't fight in here, it's the war room, which is just brilliant and funny because it's a war room. It's meant for fighting. I just, it's, it's great. I love it. Nice. Uh, anybody else have anything to add on this film if they've seen it? No. 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 Okay, right. Moving on, uh, number 68, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I, I resisted this film for a long time because um, although I'm a very big Spider-Man fan, I feel like we've been given a bit too much Spider-Man over the past 10 years or so. Um, so I, I resisted it. It was animated. The only thing that I was intrigued about was Nicolas Cage voicing the noir Spider-Man in it. Um, and then I watched it. It was on, I think, last Christmas, actually. Uh, it was on, and I just, I watched it. And do you know what? I thought it was great. I thought it was clever. I thought it was quirky. I thought it was different. And I thought, more than anything, it opened my imagination to the prospect of them doing it in reality. Which, funnily enough, fast forward one year later, that's exactly what they're doing. So, um, but that's for another podcast, because I'm pretty sure we could spend an entire podcast talking about that film. Mm. Um... Who has seen... Emma, have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? No, I haven't. Again, I think with the whole Spider-Man thing, I feel like it's been a little bit overdone at the moment. Like, so much Spider-Man going on. And that's probably why I've avoided it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Can totally appreciate that. Uh, any, has anybody here seen it? No. 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 Okay. That's that then. I would recommend it, but I wouldn't rush to watch it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's on and you've got nothing else to watch, perhaps give it a go. Uh, okay, we're going to jump up now. Okay, interestingly, number 64 is Avengers Infinity War, so the film that preceded Endgame. Now, this is higher on the list. Do we... I'm, I'm assuming that we've all seen it because we've all seen Endgame. Do we know why we think this one might be slightly better? Susie? No, I don't, to be honest with you, because my favourite's the first one. Um, as in the first Avengers film sorry yes the first Avengers film and it always will be I, so um, I, to be honest I don't know why that's not here instead of this one that's fair and do you know what I'm willing to bet there's quite a few people out there that probably agree with you um, okay um, Andrew Infinity War any thoughts uh, so I'm going to do a massive spoiler alert here for anyone who hasn't seen it Okay, there we go. Uh, the bad guy wins. That's probably why it's higher. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, yeah. I, I, I wasn't a massive fan of it. I actually preferred Endgame out of the two, but that's not saying a lot. Okay, number 63, The Shining. This film creeped me out. 
Uh, Emma, any thoughts on The Shining if you've seen it? Um, no, I haven't seen it because it's a horror, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah, psychological thriller, horror, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson yeah. acting weird. <laughs> yeah, if, if, it's, if it will scare me, I won't watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Andy, have you seen The Shining? And do you have any thoughts? Yeah, it's a, a, yet another Kubrick film, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. I think it is anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, it's a bit too long for my liking, a bit slow. Okay, that's fair. Oh, you see now, I'm going to chip in and, and go against all that's just been said. I absolutely love this film. Oh. And um, I, I know it's long, I know it's a little bit drawn out, but I'm not going to give away the ending. I just thought that it was a really... I just liked it a lot, and I would watch it any time that it's on. Okay, fair enough. Um, cool, and I've I've seen it once a long time ago, and I didn't care for it much, so there's, there's my 10 cents. Uh, okay, number 62, my all-time favourite Pixar film. No Pixar film is better than this. Wally. <laughs> uh, who wants to talk about Wally? <laughs> Well, as it's your favourite film, Ross, why don't you? Um, okay. Um, I, yeah, I love it. I just, I love the concept. I love the characters. I love that they're, they're on paper quite two-dimensional, but couldn't be more three-dimensional if they tried. Um, it's beautiful. It is just a very beautiful film. Um, and I think there are very clever elements to it that that really make you think about the world and the environment and life and where we could be in a hundred or 200 or 300 years time. Um, but it just, it's just a very thought provocative film and it's got a lot of heart. And I think that's the story. That's the thing, you know, that they're, they're the machines and yet it's probably the film for me that has the most heart. And I think that's exactly what Pixar went for and they succeeded. Um, this isn't just one of the best Pixar films. I think this is one of the best films of all time. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Okay, we'll jump up. Number 60, Joker, the 2019 Joaquin Phoenix film. I'll give uh, a quick thing on this. I didn't like it. Um, oh, really? I didn't like it. Uh, I, I didn't dislike it in the sense that I thought it was a terrible film. I thought it was a very well-made film. Um, but I feel like... I, I feel like, from the point of view that, um, and I think myself and Emma have had this conversation quite recently, from the point of view that the film deals with mental health issues, and I feel like it highlights them in a very good way, and it it, it highlights what people go through and what we don't see, and I, I admire that element of the film. What I don't admire is that they've chosen to portray it through one of the most famous or infamous comic book villains of all time. Therefore, for okay. those watching it, for the reason of it being simply the Joker, the message will be lost on them. But for watching it, for it being a good gangster film with someone who suffers with mental health problems and there being a message in there clear and present... Absolutely, I take my hat off to it. I think Joaquin Phoenix gives a fantastic performance. But I think the idea behind what they tried to achieve with the character they tried to achieve it with was very misguided, and I think they made a massive mistake. Mm, okay. So I hope, hopefully, even if even if you disagree with me, I hope that my reasoning behind why why I feel the way I feel is at least logical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does Does anybody else want to add anything in? 
I well, I no. personally loved the film. Uh, I thought uh, Phoenix gave a superb performance in it. Yep. Yeah, it was my cup of tea. To be fair, I That's think fair. it's. I think it's like Marmite. You're either gonna love it or you're gonna yeah, hate it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I can appreciate that entirely. Uh, Andy, have you seen it? Turned it off after 15 minutes. No, really. Yeah, oh, ah, fair enough. Okay, yeah, all right. Okay, uh, 58, Django Unchained. Um, we'll only spend a few seconds on this because it's another Tarantino. We're getting a lot of them at the minute. Um, I have to say really quickly, I think this is Leonardo DiCaprio's greatest ever performance. Um, I know he's only a secondary character in it, but I, when I think of this film, I think of him. I think he gave just one of the greatest acting performances ever um easily tarantino's one of tarantino's top films um just very very well made very good fun uh andy what do you think of this yeah good film christoph waltz like i like him yeah very good good very good in this film as well yeah okay emma thoughts on django as you weren't too keen on inglorious oh see i love this one i thought it was brilliant action-packed everything it's all yeah I enjoyed this one over in Glorious Bastards. <laughs> no, nice. Okay, that's cool. Um, okay, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is this the first Indiana Jones film or the second? This is the first. Do you like it, Andrew? <laughs> I do like it. It's a good movie. It's it's second on my list of the trio of, of uh, Lost Ark, uh, Temple of Doom and Last Crusade. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, let's move up to, we're going to skip, uh, just a quick mention, 56 is The Great Dictator, which is the Charlie Chaplin film where he portrays Adolf Hitler, mm-hmm. um, but we don't really need to discuss that. Um, Memento, Christopher Nolan's first film starring Guy Pearce. I personally cannot stand this film, but I think, Andy, have you seen this? I have, I found it a bit too weird for my liking. Absolutely. Uh, Emma, <laughs> have you seen it? Um, no, I don't think so, no. Susie, Andrew? No, I haven't. Okay, moving on. 54, Apocalypse Now. Um, Andrew, I know how much you love this film because I'm pretty sure I just heard you utter that under your breath. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to let you give a couple of sentences on this film. This is my favourite war film. Of all of them, I love this one the most. Uh, It's it's amazing. And uh, you see a young... um, Harrison Ford in it for like 30 seconds. It's really good. It's so good. I highly recommend it. Please watch it. It's brilliant. Okay, cool. Um, thank you for that. Uh, anybody else want to chip in with anything with this one? No. no. Okay, right. 53, Alien. The only Alien film I've seen. <laughs> oh, that's a lie. I've seen Prometheus. Um, if that counts. Alien. What, what, yeah. what, what, what do we think of Alien? <laughs> Anyone? Alien's I a great love... movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, go on, Emma. I was going to say, I love the film. I remember first time watching it. I was literally, I think, five when my babysitter put it on. And, yeah, it gave me nightmares. But I watched it when I was a bit older, and I absolutely love it. And it's my favourite out of all the Alien films. Okay, cool. Fair play. Uh, yeah, certainly iconic, isn't it? Um, yeah. Okay, right, let's jump up. Okay, number 50. We're in the top 50 now. And in the 50 is, um, iconically, probably the most recent edition in the entire IMDb Top 250. Um, 
And controversially, potentially, arguably, not even a film, uh, even though it is uh, for the for the sake of film's sake, but it's actually a recording of a West End production, and that is Hamilton. Uh, I could do an entire podcast talking about mm-hmm. Hamilton and how much I love it, and I'm sure Andrew, you could probably join me on that. So, yes, um, uh, Susie and Andy, have you seen Hamilton yet? No. No. Okay, uh, Emma, have you seen Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, I've seen Hamilton. I've seen Hamilton. <laughs> um, Andrew, Emma, why, why, why do we like Hamilton so much? Personally, uh, for me, I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. From any other musical you can watch, it's totally different. Like you know, you have got rapping in it. It's yeah, which yeah. that's what highlighted it to me was that the, it wasn't just singing, there was rapping involved as well, and it's cleverly done. Nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I just thought, I thought you know, again, like a film that we spoke about earlier on, it's just refreshing, you mm. know, for, for, for the genre that it is and for the way it's done. And uh, you know what? I think for certainly, I've never seen it on the West End, but it highlighted some acting talent in it um, that, that I am glad I have discovered. So, yeah, no, wonderful, wonderful uh, musical film, whatever you want to call it. But it's great, and I would recommend it to absolutely anyone. Uh, it's kind of the new, it's the modern day, well, even though it's not that old, it's the, it's the new Greatest Showman, isn't it, in a weird way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on quickly. Uh, we'll go, I'm going to quickly name drop a few, over the next kind of like 20 or so, I'm going to just drop them into conversation and then we're going to really hit the top 20. Uh, so, uh, really quickly, uh, Casablanca, number 49, who's seen it? It's lovely, it's good. Good film, good film. Uh, one of my favourite scenes of all time is in this film. Um, it's where the uh, chief inspector is shutting down the bar and uh, and he goes in and... Um, I've forgotten his bloody the character's name, but Humphrey Bogart's character goes up to him and he says, why are you here? Why are you shutting down? You know, you come here all the time. And he's like, oh, we've had reports of uh, illegal gambling going on. And he's like, gamble it? What are you talking about? And at this point, a young um, a young boy goes up to him and says, oh, you're winning, sir. And he's like, oh, yes, thank you, and tucks it into his jacket. You know, it was just simple, effective, funny, um, great film, classic, definitely worth a watch. Uh, and obviously a very iconic ending as well. Um, okay, number 43, another Christopher Nolan film, The Prestige. Andy, I think it was you that recommended that I watch this film many years ago, so... I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but you've seen The Prestige, haven't you? Oh, definitely, yes. I like this film a lot. Yeah. Okay. What What is it you like about it? Um, well, it's got... Um, what's his name in it again? Cool. Yeah, Christopher, Christopher Bell. Christian. Christian Bell. I think it was bloody name, then. <laughs> um, like him very much. Um, and the story, like... It, it, in the end, where you find out that... You know, spoiler alert again, that he's got his twin brother and that, you know, and he's... And they've done these tricks that way. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just a good film. It's it good is. Film. It's a very solid film. Very solid film. And uh, uh, a notable acting mention from David Bowie as well, because um, he plays yeah. he plays oh, he, Tesla, he, play, he plays Tesla. Yeah, he does, and he very well. And his yeah. assistant is Andy Serkis. So you know, quite quite um, quite a few famous faces in it. Scarlett Johansson's in it as well. Um, obviously, as Michael well as Kane. Michael Caine, Hugh Jackman. Um, yeah, no, solid cast. Solid cast. 
Uh, okay, number 45. Who has seen Whiplash? Okay, J.K. Simmons won an Oscar for this role, uh, and I can I absolutely see why. It's an incredible film. Watch it. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, okay, we're going to jump up. Martin Scorsese, The Departed, number 43. Anybody have anything to add in for that? No. Nope. Do you want to? Yeah. Another, another great film. Uh, okay, yeah, another great film. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I liked it. That's all I can say for it. I liked it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a Leo DiCaprio film, but you wouldn't—you don't always remember he's in it because it's got such a famous cast in it. You know, when you're in a film with Jack Nicholson, you know, mm-hmm. you don't matter. You could be the most famous actor in the world. If Jack Nicholson's in it, he's going to overshadow you, I'm afraid. Um, so, but yeah, solid film. But not for me, my favourite Scorsese film by a long shot. So, okay, number 42, um, I was wrong. Uh, the Kid wasn't the highest Charlie Chaplin film. Oh, sorry, The Dictator. Uh, it's actually City Lights, which is a boxing film, but I've never actually seen it. Anyone ever seen City Lights? No. I think Modern Times is the highest one, actually. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yes. We've got another one to come. Bloody hell. So Chaplin's done really well. I'll say Chaplin has dominated the IMDb top 250. Bloody hell. Okay, right. Uh, We're getting there. We're getting there. Number 41. Oh, this film. Gladiator. Maximus Decimus Meridius. Um, I am going to go over to Andy for this one because I know it's one of his all-time favourite films. Um, Andy, talk to us about Gladiator. Why is it so good? Are you not entertained? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, very entertained. Very entertained. It's, it's a great film. It's got a great soundtrack as well. Um, I would say that I think that a film would be a lesser film if it didn't have Oliver Reed and Richard Harris in it. I, I would agree with you there, especially for Oliver Reed. I think Oliver Reed gave a superb performance. Yeah, scene uh, stealing every time Richard Harris and Oliver Reed. Yeah, Richard Harris, I mean, bless him, it was, I think it was one of his final roles, unfortunately. Uh, but he still gave no less of a, a fantastic acting performance. But for me, Oliver Reed really stole. Like you say, every scene they're in, they, he just steals the show. You know, the, fil- the film, you know, and obviously iconically as well, you know, with him passing away midway through filming and them having to use CGI for the first time to properly replicate an actor and doing it so well, considering the yeah. year that this was made. Um, just, yeah, you know, um, great film. Great, yeah, great, great film. Great film. Great anybody else? Scenes, everything. Oh, everything. Everything about it is just flawless. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to chip in with Gladiator? Just because obviously it's iconic. I think everything's been said. Yeah, it just yeah. makes me cry all the time. Yeah, very, very. That that's it's just the end. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh. oh, and the music as well. Oh. <laughs> oh God, getting I'm getting emotional yeah. sat here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Oh, you just sorry. know it's sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say you just know it's coming. You've seen it so many times yet. The tears still fall. And yeah, you're just like, oh. and every time it's on, you just carry, you just watch it, no matter where it is. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Susie, what were you going to say? No, all I was going to say is it's a disappointing forty-one. I, I it would... is. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. But uh, I guess we'll have to judge on what's before it to see whether it naturally found its way there. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I see what you mean. Thirty-nine's modern times. But really quickly, number forty was Psycho, nineteen sixty. Uh, you know the famous. Alfred Hitchcock film where he killed off the main character um, kind of kind of not really well just after midway through the well three quarters of the way through the film um, mm. 
but yeah, very classic. Okay, number 38, American History X, Ed Norton. Uh, I've only seen part of this film. This is a disturbing film, very racist, racial-infused film. Um, I can't really comment on it other than the, the bits I've seen, which were quite disturbing. Anybody have anything to add for this? Not seeing it. No. It's a great film. Is it really? Is it is it worth yeah, giving another go? Definitely. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. Okay, number 37, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Notably higher than its uh, number 250 predecessor of the Terminator. <laughs> bit of a jump. Um, uh, bit, of a, bit of a thing here. Um, funnily enough, this is really weird, but considering... The two two of the most spoken about films that involve time travel are actually back to back here, um, because the next one is Back to the Future. But um, one of our season two episodes is going to be on time travel in films, and Andy, you and me have had extensive conversations about this before, so I hope you join me for that podcast. Um, I'm sure we'll have quite a lot to say on it. Um, but yeah, Terminator Two, other than the time travel element. Do we like it? What do we think of it? Do, do we prefer it? I think we've already kind of tapped into this in the last one, but yeah, thoughts, anyone? I like it. It's it's. I prefer it to the first one, um, and I think that is just because of the time travel element and it explains a little bit. I think we said last week that the, the, the first one was a good introduction, but I think the second one took it to somewhere I didn't certainly expect it to go. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else? Yeah, I love this movie. It's 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 the best one. Nice. Okay. Cool. So, uh let's go to 36 Back to the Future. If my brother was here right now, he would have a field day. Um Back to the Future. I mean, I actually rewatched it the other night. Um yeah, Back to the Future. My my my, my favourite's the second one actually, so a bit disappointed that it's not in the in the mix, but it is what it is. Uh Susie, thoughts on Back to the Future? Yeah, really, really like it. I probably get the blame for Corey liking it so much in the same way of the Star Wars introduction. I um went to the pictures to see this when I was in my mid teens and fell in love with the franchise and um yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I went to the cinema and watched all three in one go at one point. Wow. Um, my favourite, though, is actually the third one. Yes, uh, yes, yes, for some reason. <laughs> it's because of the Western. It's, yeah. it's, set, it's set in a in a new town, you know, in, out in the West. And does that sound familiar type of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Um <laughs> But Back to the Future itself, though, you know, clever, groundbreaking, um, you know, was definitely the first of its kind of film, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think it also, again, started another genre of films. I think when you can look back over the sci-fi and then the fantasy going into the Marvel films, you know, there, there are iconic films that start these franchises and start this genre and Back to the Future did that. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Okay, right. Uh, number 35, The Pianist. Anyone seen this? No. Okay. No, but I've heard it's really good. Me too, mm, me too. Same. Okay, number 34. Oh, what a film. The Lion King, the original, I'd like to point out. Um, 
this for me is the greatest Disney film ever made. So that's all I have to say on that. Anybody else? <laughs> I think it's an amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, interesting. 32 and 31. Um, usual Suspects and Leon. Um, usual Suspects is probably, in my opinion, Kevin Spacey's greatest film. He gives an absolutely outstanding performance in it. Um, Leon, I've not seen in years, so I can't comment. Anyone want to comment on either of those two films? Usual Suspects is a great really good film. Movies. Um, mm. uh, yeah, Andy, Usual Suspects, sorry. Yeah, like I say, it's, it's, a, it's a great film with a classic ending, really. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best endings of a film I've oh, seen for a while. Oh, I have to agree with you there. have to agree. Andrew, what were you saying? Yeah, no, I was just about to say, both of them are really good movies. Both of them I haven't seen in a very long time, so I would have to go back and refresh my memory. But you're right, the ending on usual sus- suspects excuse me is iconic nice okay um let's move on to where are we? uh well really quickly 30 is parasite which won all the oscars last year uh this is the film famously directed by uh bong joon ho um and obviously did very very well i've still not seen it but has anybody else here seen it no? Okay. No. no. All right. No. Uh, okay. We're in it now. We're in the end game now. Uh, there's gonna. This is going to be an interesting next set of uh, opinions. So, 29, Interstellar. In my opinion, one of the worst Christopher Nolan films that he's made. I thought it was... I thought, I thought he tried to be too smart for his own good, and it pissed me off. Um, anybody else have anything to say? I know I've seen it, but I don't remember it. Oh, well, okay. it's visually beautiful, but that's the only thing going for it. Okay, cool. All right, we'll move on. Number 28. Oh, I watched this recently. Yeah. The Green oh. Mile. Oh, my goodness. This film. Where is, where is, you know what, I'm not going to say that, but um, we'll, we'll come back to, I think we'll come back to The Green Mile for a reason in a, in a bit. But, um, oh, The Green Mile, beautiful, clever heartwarming you know i've never been a massive tom hanks fan but all that goes out the window in this film i think he's superb but i have to mention michael clark duncan phenomenal actor and just you know brings tears to my eyes every time he even steps into the scene in this film um so good what, what what do we think people you know green mile i i think i think i can speak on both our behalf, yes, really, yes. Um, because we love this film and we would watch this if we knew it was on really late at night, which it invariably is. Even if we had to get up in the morning, we'll still watch it, even though we've seen it numerous times. It's oh, just wow. one of them films that you feel like I've just got to watch this. It's on, um, and and there's probably only about four or five films that I could say that about, or we could both say that about, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Uh, right, number twenty-seven, Spirited Away. I love this film. Okay, tell us why, Emma. I just think it's. Um, I'm not a huge anime fan, but this is the only one that I've really, really liked because I just think it's. It's got a really nice story to it. I, I love a happy ending story, and that's what it's got. And I think that's why I love it so much. 
Okay, nice. Yeah, no, really good film. Really good film. Uh, very famous. I think probably pro- probably the most famous Studio Ghibli film around the world. Mm. Uh, okay, number twenty six, Saving Private Ryan. Um, obviously, we've mentioned it uh, in relation to other um, and to other other films, other war films, but uh, obviously very famous for itself. Um, I'm I'm putting this one out there to whomever wants to give an opinion. The opening scene's incredible. Yep. It is, yeah. That's better, really. That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anybody else want to add anything to Saving Private Ryan? It's got loads of famous people in it. It's um, a great film all the way through. You know, yeah. It's, 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 it's lots of tension in it. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Very daunting. Yeah, Very daunting. Uh, okay, number 25. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. The beginning, the 1977 film that changed the world. Um, started it all. It is, it really did. Um, Susie, you went to see this in the cinema. Talk to us about this film. I did, and I still remember going to see it. I knew that it was going to be coming to the cinema because um, the music had actually been released before the film, which in 1977 was very unusual. So um, the music was was available before you could go and see the film. So everybody knew what was coming as far as that was concerned. So I think for a sci-fi film to have such an iconic um, soundtrack was very, very new at the time. Yeah. Um, I went to see it in Leicester Square and it was, and I was only little, but it was absolutely amazing. And I can remember it like it was yesterday. I absolutely loved it, and I went to see it on more more times than that at the cinema, and have seen it at the cinema when it's been shown, because they often bring them round, don't they? And you know they'll show all three. I think I took you to see it at the cinema when you was little, when oh, it really? came round again. Uh, sorry. You took you took me. Yeah, I think I took you to see the older ones at the cinema when they came round. Wow, I don't remember. Well, they they re-released them when they mm-hmm. brought out the others. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's of its time. Yes, we'd had Star Trek as a series. Yes, there'd been television, sci-fi, like 1999 and things like that on the television. But this really took the whole genre onto another platform beyond anything anyone could imagine. No, fair play. No, and I think that sums it up quite nicely. um okay we're gonna skip it's a wonderful life because i've spoken about this so many times in previous podcasts uh number 23 silence of the lambs andrew i know you love this film um tell me why you love i do oh it's so good it's just um i don't even know where to begin uh anthony hopkins is just scarily brilliant in this and uh, I, I love the whole story of, of Hannibal and, and that. I've, I've seen many a movie and the TV show about Hannibal. I love it. That's, that's it. There we go. <laughs> Fair enough. Anybody else want to chime in with Silence of the Lambs? Okay. It's another one of those late night films again, Ross. It's one of them that, <laughs> you know, comes on late and you think, I'm going to watch this because yeah. you, just, you just find yourself... You just can't not watch it, if that makes sense. No, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, number 27, the 1995 thriller starring Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. Uh, Andy, 
I feel like yeah. this is a film you like. Yes, fantastic film. Brad Pitt's very good in it. Again, we've got um, Kevin Spacey gives a wonderful performance, and the ending is just another one of those endings that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Not that you actually get to see inside the box, but uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> yes. You know, you know what's, what's inside the box. The box. You know. Yeah, you know. I think we might have guessed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number eighteen. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Um, which I embarrassingly got mixed up with To Kill a Mockingbird recently. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I have seen this film and I very much enjoyed it. Um, I haven't... A lot of people have been talking about the prequel series that's come out recently called Ratchet. Uh, I haven't seen that, mm-hmm. but obviously I know it's a spin-off from this. Who's seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No. Mm-hmm. I haven't, no. Long time ago, I don't really remember a lot about it. No, fair seen. enough. No, fair enough. Um, okay, right. Um, number seventeen, Goodfellas. Emma, have you seen the Goodfellas? Um, I'm just thinking. I don't think I have. No. Okay. Um, oh. Uh, oh, sorry, I was just reading the blurb. No. Oh, okay, no. cool. No, no, fair enough. Um, I I feel like I have seen this a long time ago. I get, but I have to be honest. I get a lot of. 90s Robert De Niro gangster films mixed up because let's be honest he was in a lot of them um <laughs> Andrew yes I've seen the good fellas and it is good fellas <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I I like it it's really good I liked it cool okay uh number 16 the matrix I love Keanu Reeves I couldn't care less about this film um yeah, I, I'm disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed The Matrix is number 16. Is it really that good that it deserves number 16 when Gladiator's number 41? I mean, ah, this is where I start to get a little bit pissed off with this whole list. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> The Matrix. Tell, I mean, so, it's taken so, you till now. Oh, no. Well, it's, it's taken it till now for me to vocalise it. So, someone tell me why The Matrix is number 16. Because it <laughs> is a scientific marvel. I, I don't know why it's number 16, but I do like it. So for me, it's got my vote. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Andrew, on that one. I love The Matrix. I like the action in it, the story. Even the fight scenes tell a story. It's not just trying to kick each other's ass. There's some. It adds to it. Hmm. Oh, okay, fair enough. But is it is it really worthy of number sixteen? I think I think the nah. second one should be higher. Well, should be in there. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, I won't give an opinion. <laughs> um, I just oh god, <laughs> pisses me off. Anyway, uh, number fifteen, Empire Strikes <laughs> Back, the greatest Star Wars film of all time. Um, yeah, yes. we've. I mean, oh. It's just great. It's darker than the original. It it has the the probably the biggest film spoiler plot twist in history. You know, mm-hmm. came out at a time when the internet didn't exist, so there was no way of having it ruined for you. In fact, I believe that um, only like three people on the set that day knew what was about to be said. Um, so, oh, just just a great great film. Um, and obviously, you know, oh. Yeah, yeah, just brilliant. Just, just brilliant. Um, anybody want to add anything? 
I think you've summed it up beautifully. <laughs> uh, okay, number 14, the first of the Lord of the Rings films to be featured in this top 250, The Two Towers, which is actually my favourite of the three. Um, I thought this film was phenomenal. Um and that's all I'm going to say on that. However, I know there are two very big Lord of the Rings fans here. I love it. <laughs> Same. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree with Ross. It is my favourite of the trilogy. Uh, so it is a shame that it is number 14. But I'm glad it's in here. Yeah, I was good. Well, I, I like it where it's sitting because the first one is my favourite. But ah. at number 14, it's a good rank. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Susie, Andy, anything to contribute with Two Towers? Two Towers is my favourite too. Oh, nice. Yay. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no is a series or no for the film? Series. Oh. oh, okay. You're going to enjoy the next few films then. Um, <laughs> okay, number 13. I think this might be the closest film to the IMDb top 250 or top 10, sorry, that is actually in my also top 10, and that is Inception, which um, obviously controversially a few films ago I was slagging off Christopher Nolan's filmmaking, and now I'm saying it's one of the greatest films ever made. Um, I think Inception is groundbreaking. In, in more ways than I could sit here and list, you know, in the time that I've got. I just think it is one of the most refreshing and thought-provoking films I've seen in my life. Um, and it links to a concept that I find fascinating, which is dreams um, and the control of such things. And I think it's got a great cast and... Uh, no, there you go. I'm, I'm already starting to list it. I love it. Anybody else want to give an opinion on Inception? No, I would just agree with what you said, Ross. It's, it yeah. was um, groundbreaking um, at the time. I think a lot of films that have come after have tried to copy it, but very badly. Um, so, yeah, it's a standout film for me too. Cool. Okay, number 12, Forrest Gump. Oh. Oh, okay, Susie. Why yeah, look, just, just I, I love this film. I am a Tom Hanks fan, and I think he really came out of playing Tom Hanks in this film. Yeah, um, I agree. Wholeheartedly, Occasionally you, you heard Woody a little bit. <laughs> um, but but I think the story um, is... Obviously, it's supposed to be true in the fact that, you know, it's not a sci-fi and it's just a, a wholesome story about a lad who's done so many things when the world seems to be against him. And I think that's that's the point of the film is that it doesn't matter about your background or your abilities. You can put your mind to anything. You can do it. Nice. Nice. Um, Andrew, you particularly have an issue with this film, don't you? I do. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but um, Robin Wright just appears when she needs him and then buggers off when she's done with him and that really angers me that's it that's that's my only issue though it's a beautiful movie but robin what robin wright or she's jenny should i say Joe. is a bitch she's a bitch and and i'm just like oh forest i love you but stop just just stop just 
you know. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I share that frustration, but it's all part of the story. I know. So, okay, number 11. Andy, why do you like Fight Club? Do you like Fight Club? <laughs> I don't know, I can't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason, we'll move on to number 10. <laughs> uh, okay. We are now in the top 10. Top 10 greatest films go. of all time. Um, there should be a bit of everything in the top 10 films of all time. You know, it should be a nice, eclectic mix of genre and taste and style <laughs> and actors and directors. And instead, we start it with Lord of the Rings. Uh, so, hang on. So soon after uh, The Two Towers. And, you know, could there be another one after this? We'll find out shortly. Um... Does the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring deserve to be in the top ten films of all time, Emma? Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, tell me why. <laughs> okay, because like, I love a good start of a story. Everyone loves a good start of the story, and this is one of the best. It's filmed perfectly. Sean Bean dies in it. Uh. It's just. Per- <laughs> I like how out all the things you could talk about. That's the second thing you you go to. Sean Bean dies in it. <laughs> well, and not, and not just that. In the first one, you do start getting your your character developments in it as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it, it's just a great adventure story, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Definitely, definitely. I can I can I remember the first time I watched it, I thought it was fantastic. It was it was clever, it was different. Um and and I knew it was you know I remember it ending and I remember me going, "Oh, I want more." You know, and I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed a film giving me that because not many films give me that. So, um okay. We'll move on. Number 9, the only one in the top 10 that I've not seen. And that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ah. I have not seen it. Um, Susie, have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. It was a very long time ago. Um, bless you. Because um, my dad was a big Western fan, and these types of films, any time they were on, they were on the TV, whether we liked it or not. Um, I think it's a very iconic Western film, and I would say that's why it's in the top ten. I think if you was to say to anybody in the street name a western film this one would probably be the one they'd say whether they'd seen it or not okay fair nice okay i like that all right number eight pulp fiction um iconic obviously you know tarantino's probably most his most famous film but for me uh i think he's done much better um i'm not saying this is a bad film i'm not saying it's anything near i'm just saying i feel like he's done better what 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 do we think on Pulp Fiction, Andy? Yeah, it's a good film. The stories are all interwoven quite well. It's um yeah, it's it's a good film. Okay. I like it. Emma, I love Pulp Fiction. It's my favourite one of oh. Tarantino. Yeah, it's just it's got so many rememberable. I can never say the word scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, Andrew, thoughts on Pulp Fiction? I love Pulp Fiction. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, I have okay. no no issues with it at all. Okay, Susie. Yeah, I love the music. Again, yeah, you know, course. it's a, music to me in films is very important, and it's very emotive as well. Okay, nice. Okay, number seven, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. Yeah. Does is this is this the best film of the three? Because IMDb thinks so. So do 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 you think so, Andrew? 
No. For me, the best film of the three is The Two Towers. Then it's Fellowship, and then it's Lord uh, uh, Return of the King. Mm, yeah. Um, and I would agree with you on that as well, completely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for having it as number seven for me, I'm just like, no, 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 they, this needs to be flipped on its head. But you know, I can see why it's there. It won like so many Oscars, and yeah, iconic. But iconic. Yeah, exactly. Emma, Emma, I know you said Fellowship's your favourite. So would you say that this and Fellowship should be potentially swapped over, or can you see the the appeal in why it's number seven? I can kind of see the appeal kind of not like it's a really good way to close the film um as the trilogy it's a great closure but i just feel like um sorry some of the storytelling in it was a bit like what yeah yeah that no, that, i i completely like, agree with yeah. you yeah 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 very cgi heavy as well in places where the thing that i felt quite like i loved about two towers it's very authentic like they built the settings they blew up the settings they just did everything everything felt real you know in a, in a fantasy world um but yeah, no, completely. Okay, um, number six, Schindler's List. Uh, Susie, I know you love Schindler's List, so talk to me about why it's such a good film. I do. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those films that you feel slightly uneasy admitting that you really like it because of the nature of the story. But it's because of the nature of the story that it, it's so gripping to know that this really happened to know that, um, you know, the, the way, obviously it being black and white and the way that it's been shown is very hard hitting as well. Yeah. And although it's based on somebody who fundamentally was a Nazi, it also shows you how people can, you know, um, improve themselves through adversity. So it's, it's, although it's a real story, the way that it's told through the film you do have moments of where you're just crying your eyes out and then you have moments where you think, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Okay, thank you for that. I think you've summed it up really nicely. Um, okay, number five, 12 Angry Men. Uh, Andy, am I right in saying this is your favourite, if not one of your favourite films of all time? It's probably my favourite film of all time, yes. Well, it's a fantastic they... film. Okay, well, you know, I, I would agree with you there. It is a superb film. Um... Why? Why do you like it so much? Um, well, Henry Fonda does a great performance in it, but I think the standout performance is Lee Todd as Juror Number Three. I think he gives a fantastic performance, and the, the way it's filmed in just one room, all these men in one room, and you can feel the tension, and it's it's filmed on, and so it's made to look as if it's hot in there, and it's a really warm day. And every time I watch it, I get warm watching it. It it, it just it radiates heat to you while was it and the way they act and all the rest of it is yeah. just a great film ah, no absolutely and i i think you've summed it up perfectly um yeah it is a wonderful film clever film and yeah it draws you in it's the best best way to sum it up it really makes you feel like you're in that room with them yeah. um yeah no nice one okay number four the dark knight um I think I'm right in saying this is the most modern film in the top ten. Yes, it is. Um, why is The Dark Knight so popular, Andrew? I love it because it's got the Joker in it. Yeah, okay, all right. But... You, you weren't the right person to come to. Emma, yeah. Emma, <laughs> why is The Dark Knight so popular? Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, Andrew. I just, I, I, right. I real, when I went to you, I realized, oh shit, I've made a mistake here. So, <laughs> Emma, why, why is this number four on the list? I think uh, the storyline, how it's filmed, the acting in it. Obviously, let's. I will go into the joke, and not as hard as Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, Heath Ledger did a superb performance in it. He did. And he it, really did. And, and I think that's why everybody loved it so much. Is because it is because of the Joker. But I think it's because how Heath Ledger portrayed him. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Nice. Okay. Um, it is my least favorite of the three films, but not because I dislike it in any way whatsoever. I just felt like the other two captured the feel of Batman a bit more. But that's mm. just that's just me. Uh, a solid film, and yes, hands down, you know, incredible, incredible with uh, Heath Ledger. Um, his performance was obviously iconic. So number two and number three, I'm going to do together. Um, one is rated nine, and the other rated nine point one. In third place, we have The Godfather Part 2. In second place, we have The Godfather. Um, I actually prefer The Godfather Part 2. Um, and I know quite a few other people do as well. But clearly, you know, when they're 9 and 9.1, it's, it's no easy thing to get to those two scores. So hmm. clearly people are quite divided over, um, over which one they prefer. Andy, which one do you prefer? Two, definitely. Susie? Two. Andrew. Number one. Oh. Mm. Emma. I'm going to be honest, I actually haven't seen part two, um, okay. so it's going to have to be number one. Nope, that's fair. That's more than fair. Um, yeah, part two, very good. I feel like Al Pacino really shows what he's made of there, and obviously we get a, a young a young Robert De Niro playing a young Marlon Brando. Um, mm. and, and I thought, it. I don't know. It, for me... Godfather Part 2 is, to you guys, what the Dark Knight is of the Nolan trilogy. It just kind oh, of yeah. it hits its peak. Um, Andy, any further thoughts on why Part 2 is your favourite? No, it's, it's just builds up for the first one, really. Yeah. If you tell me, because it's a prequel in parts. Yeah, absolutely. It's a prequel, it's it's a prequel sequel. Up. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. weird, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, interestingly... Um, <laughs> useless trivia here but Mamma Mia here we go again was based off of The Godfather Part 2 so um, but yeah. that is very wow <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very yeah. but if you've it's seen it's not in the top 250 it's, no, <laughs> it really isn't but um, yeah if you've seen if you've seen Mamma Mia here we go again um, and you've seen The Godfather Part 2 I'm sure you can work out what it was about the story that inspired one from the other um, mm. okay here yeah. we are here we are, the final. The number one, the most disappointing element of the, I, the IMDb Top 250. Um, uh, you know, we've gone through 249 films to get to this fucking moment. Um, so I'm just going to hand over to everybody else for this because I couldn't give two shits. Um, why is The Shawshank Redemption at number one? What is it about this fucking film that makes people sit there and go oh my god it's the best film of all time oh my god it's amazing <laughs> and it's like it's like get a grip pull yourself together it's not a bad film but it's not the best film ever made why why is it when this film is set in a prison so is the green mile it's written mm -hmm. by stephen king so is green mile it's, it's, green even, mile. it's even directed by the same guy whose name uh, is frank darabont 
who also did Green Mile. And interestingly, a bit of trivia for you here, Tom Hanks was offered the role um, that, that um, Andy Dufresne, is it, uh, that Tim Robbins oh, got. Tim Robbins, uh, yeah. But he said no to do Forrest Gump, which was obviously the right decision. But everything about it screams Green Mile. Mm. And yet Green Mile is, in my opinion, such a superior film. Yet apparently Shawshank is the greatest fucking film of all time. Why? Tell me, so, t- tell me why someone... I don't I know. It's... I think I don't it's... think I do want to. <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 all I would say, Ross, is that I agree with everything you said. I don't think it should be the, the top one, but I think from again having watched it numerous times and and liking it to the Green Mile and other films that you would sit and watch. It's it's a long film. It has a story to it. It has even though it can be quite brutal at times, there's some quite interesting sub-stories within the film, but it also ends on a high, and, you know, the good guy wins. And I think that these types of films go down well with people. And when you mix it with Stephen King, um, fantastic actors, and obviously a good director, you're going to get a decent film. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't disagree with you on any of that, to be fair. I think it goes back to the age-old thing of it's so overhyped, it almost makes me dislike it more. I sit there and go, do you know what? I would fully accept this film being in the top 20. Fully accept it being in the top 20. It's not a bad film. I still would probably argue it being in the top 20, but I'd accept it. I'd sleep better at night knowing it was in the top 20. You know, not not number one. Um... (laughs) But but here we are, you know. I, I won't sleep well at night as a result. So, uh, Emma... So what's your number one film, Ross? My number one film of all time is Mrs Doubtfire. <laughs> Which, when I say, there's going to be some right film geeks out there listening and uh, they've just lost all respect for me because I've, I've, made a, I've made a case and point over why Shawshank shouldn't be number one and then <laughs> replaced it with Mrs Doubtfire. Um, but, but, you know, that's the beauty of having an opinion about films. Um, um, no, I, I just, yeah. Anybody else want to, Andy, tell, you know, what do you think about this? I want to hear your opinions. What, what's your opinion on Shawshank and should it be number one? Well, it shouldn't be number one, obviously. <laughs> but it is a good film on its own. Yeah. And it, it's nice to see that you've covered your feelings up about it quite well. I have. I, I, I'm, I'm, do, I'm getting but better. Shawshank didn't do that well at the box office, did it? Did it not? Oh, that's good to hear. That makes me feel better. Uh, no, it didn't do well at the box office. I don't know how it becomes so big. It's, it's balloons, you know. But yeah, it is a good film on its own. There's some good performances in there. I mean, yeah. Look, the one thing I'll say for it is I, I do love Morgan Freeman, and I do think Morgan Freeman mm. is the reason to watch it, if anything. Um, but that's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Definitely uh, not number one. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else want to add anything before? Before? But, uh, yeah. yeah it's- yeah, it shouldn't be number one. I agree with you. It's overhyped. No, oh, well, <laughs> nice to know that I'm not alone when I'll cry, cry myself to sleep over it tonight. <laughs> so, um, okay, there we go. Uh, at at uh, an hour and 40 minutes, this has been our longest podcast yet. So I apologise to um, 
those listening <laughs> if we've if we've gone if we've made you go good lord you know where's where's my life um but now you know how i felt when i watched the shawshank redemption you know? <laughs> so um okay hey. <laughs> um so anyway you really need to get over it Ross. <laughs> i will one day i will one day you know what if it ever moves from position one to position two in this list i'll throw a fucking party um so well we do this all again shall we yeah we will just for that Let's. sake just for that sake so um but anyway, listeners, uh, we hope you've enjoyed our our you know overview of the two hundred and fifty. Obviously, we didn't mention every single film in the list, but you know we hope you can understand why. Considering, um, Andrew, thank you very much for joining us. Um, thank you for having me. Pleasure having you here, Emma. Same to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Anytime. And Susie and Andy, thank you both for joining us uh, and going through the list. You're very welcome. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, thank you. Um, This is it for season one. We will be back uh, with a Christmas special that has nothing to do with Christmas because it's going to be a Star Wars special. Or the Shawshank Redemption. Here's a four-hour rant about why I love the Shawshank Redemption. Um, But yeah, no, uh, we'll be doing a, between Christmas and New Year, we'll be doing a Star Wars special to tie in with the season finale of The Mandalorian tomorrow. Um, But we'll give it a couple of weeks first. Uh, And then if you still haven't seen it, then don't listen to the podcast. um, but but yeah, that'll be us. And then we'll be back uh, at some point uh, towards the end of January with the first episode of season two, which will be the IMDb Worst 100. Uh, so that's going to be a fun one. Um, so yes, uh, again, thank you to uh, my guests for joining and, and enduring four hours of discussing films all together. Uh, and we hope that you all have a fantastic Christmas and New Year and look forward to you returning to us in season two. So thank you very much. Stay safe and see you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.